I told Curtis to hype us up, but he can't do that. Can you do something to hype us up, Brad? Uh, let Curtis do his thing. We got this. Is that your hype up speech? Or <laughs> we, we we got this, homies. We're we're a team of three. Three is all you need. Three is the magic number. Three will help us excel in life. We got this. Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 17, Kenny on the Couch, which originally aired on March 4th, 2003. Is this finally when Fraser got the private practice bug? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside-downer, Ryan Sansone. Look, Kurt, we're a team of three, and I'm excited to be one of those three. And not one of the three that needs therapy, hopefully. Um, Join me. Also with us is our patient, it's Bradley Kirkston. Hey, what a great way to introduce me, because when you think of me, you think, wow, he has lots of patients. So perfect, perfect way to introduce me. Thank you. I, I can sense that your patience is wearing thin since I'm 45 minutes late to this recording. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, <laughs> you know, a bubbly, uh, fun-loving dude. <laughs> Brad, do you do these recordings on the couch? Do you like pretend like this is a therapy session? Because that might be a good move. I don't know. I don't do it on the couch. I do it in my domicile. You have a couch outside of your domicile? Which famously, famously doesn't have a couch. No, I don't use a couch. I I do it inside my domicile. Once again, your house doesn't have a a couch? (laughs) I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, the normal (laughs) use of that word. Do you think the word domicile means bedroom? I'm here in Dome. I'm thinking you think we're talking igloos. <laughs> no, I was I was more thinking like my own private space, but but a sofa would be in my own private space. I'm sorry. Space, Is your own private I, space not not have a couch? <laughs> I totally totally understand the confusion there. Do you get what private space means? Yeah, n- now I understand. Thank you. Do I you? don't. I don't I haven't followed any of this so far. I don't do it on a sofa. I do it in my own private domicile. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, clears clears things up. You doubling down <laughs> and just repeating what we were already confused by is one of the funnier things you've ever done on this show. Well, you know, it only took me 10 months of doing this show to become funny, so we got this. The bad news is your only way of being funny is to repeat a joke over and over uh, until it's completely not funny. So buckle in, people who listen to this show. You're going to be hearing a lot more of that. Yeah. Everyone enjoying this from their private domicile, you're about to be very annoyed. It's going to be great. going to be great. Before, uh, Curtis, before... Before we get on the episode, can we talk about how happy I am about something? Yes. What brings you joy, Brad? Yeah, this episode only having seven scenes, not 45,000. <laughs> like some oh, of the yeah. future ones. When I saw it was only seven scenes, I was like, oh, this is lovely. I'm sorry, you look ahead to see the scene count first? No, because I look at Curtis's notes like a normal person. Did you re- Wait, did you not rewatch the episode? I did, but I, I, watched, I watched the episode and I look at your notes while I'm watching it. It's a three-part, oh. yes. So you don't even watch the episode until I've written my notes? Um. Spoiler alert, yes. Oh. I mean, in fairness, I think the plot of this podcast, he's recently watched all of them. That's true. You, this you, is more you, of a refresher for him. That's true. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good question, Brad. So so yeah. you're now pretty deep. We're like months from your original rewatch that you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, does the season 10 of Frasier feel significantly different than season 11 did because you're so much further from 
when you last watched it? Great. At least right now, and I think this will probably continue, there are certain episodes that I remember like every little detail. Uh, mm. Just because it was more interesting and stuff. Did it have anything to do with your mental state? And not even some of, you know, you've, you probably can even understand this. There's just some episodes of the show that are not memorable in any way. True. Like this one, it took me a little bit to remember this one. I like didn't remember it. But there's been others we've watched where I was like, oh, this I know every little thing that happens. Does it feel like it's been a long time since you did your Frasier watch through? Not, not yet. It does not feel that way yet. I think that will probably continue. There might be, when we get to season two or three, I might have an even harder time remembering everything. Right now, I would yeah. say I probably remember 75% of them right now. So you presumably are paying attention to the episodes when you rewatch them for this podcast so you can actively discuss them. But uh, some people will watch a show like Frasier kind of in passing. It's like background noise. Did mm-hmm. you like actually sit down and watch when you did your previous rewatch or was it more kind of just in the background for you? The first seven or eight seasons, I watched every single episode. I was, I felt pretty good about that. Nine and even this one, 10 is probably why I'm having a hard time because it just got a little like background noisy. It's a lot of season and there's nothing we yeah. can compare it to in modern TV. Correct. Like, even Always Sunny is going like 15, but they're doing 10 eps a season. Like that's fair. Correct. And then I would say all of season 11, I watched pretty well because I knew it was going to be the end, but I would say for the the most part i watched it more than just background noise for this show so we're, we're pretty heavily in you, the dregs of you watching this yeah show right now. yeah now step by step not as much but fraser yes <laughs> r.i.p suzanne summers i have not been on a recording since suzanne summers passed away yeah by the time this airs she will have been dead for a year and a half but yeah it's fine i mean still r.i.p yeah it's true unless something's come out we might have to edit this <laughs> no i have a hard deadline I, I i let people rest in pee for about three three months and after that in, i'm sorry did you say rest in pee (laughs) (laughs) you you do what to people (laughs) (laughs) oh and this episode's only gonna get worse for me in that respect anyway should we talk about this episode of fraser let's do it We open with a crane over Seattle. After Frasier's show, Kenny arrives to announce the finalization of his divorce. Frasier agrees to gift him some therapy. Another episode where Frasier starts at work. Yeah, this is, I mean, this has been a running theme of this season, that these people work somewhere. He has a job. Yeah, well, it's him and Daphne both have been working. They've been putting in overtime or something. We theorized at one point, or you did, Ryan, that uh, as we went through the seasons, uh, we would see more and more work, and that by the end of the show, it just kind of ran out of steam, and they ran out of care about him working but it seems to have kind of jumped up like it went from almost zero to nearly 60 (laughs) yeah it's been most episodes of work insane it's like what are we doing here show me seattle don't show me seattle's work is this a workplace sitcom now I hope not. I, oh, that said, though, I did want to know. I was kind of like following Roz's vibe. I wanted to know what was going to happen with her order. The caller that he's got is at work and she's selling things and Roz literally wants to buy what she's selling when she's trying to get therapy. The caller's name was Mindy, played by American actress Laura Liddy. What? what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah. She's credited by voice. It really what? Is pretty, yeah, Laura Liddy. I didn't. I did not recognize that. Do we have to assume that's Charlotte under a, a different name, like using a, a fake name. We know that she she is a huckster and a liar. So the idea that she's in sales when she claims she's been a matchmaker for years tracks. Yeah, that I mean that whole call could be totally made up. She hits like a weird beat in the like she doesn't get the answer she's expecting. She's like, oh, suddenly my boss is coming in. It all makes sense. What you you mean if you go the the reverse direction, or you're saying it'll all make sense if you watch Frasier and meet Charlotte later? Yeah, exactly. If you just keep 
watching Frasier, that all your questions are answered because that's what Frasier does. Huh. That is surprising. This was, I was not ready for that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Neither was I. I feel like I'm pretty good at voice recognition, but man, that, that slipped way past me. I know I'm not good at voice recognition because every single caller we've experienced, I have not recognized any of the voices. Like we brought up some of the names that I think we've, we've hit. I've never once been like, oh, I, I could tell. I can never tell. That's true, but it's different when it's like, oh, this is going to be a significant person in the show down the road yeah yeah but i don't even think you were thinking that way so that's probably why i am stunned i'm truly stunned so it's like it's a fairly hack bit but i quite enjoyed it anyway yeah you're pretending that, that you're that you're, you're doing work calls well on a radio call loved it i like that uh roz throws some sass and gets sass back cashmere for under 40 bucks <laughs> i'll take one in black in medium wait is that medium medium or unrealistic anorexic model medium it's Sounds like you might want to go for the large. Oh, really? Oh, you took that as sass? I took I took that as real. That is very much how some girl clothes work, I feel like, on the kind of the outside looking in. I'm sure it is. It's just that the, the way she framed it was, you're probably going to want a large. And Ross did yeah, not that was, like that. That was a great, great retort. But I, I did not take that as Ross sassing the lady. I thought that was a very genuine question from her. Okay. Well, when Kenny comes into the scene and very quickly I'm sorry, falls who the fuck, who the fuck is Kenny Daly? This man is Kenny Powers. I'm pretty confident is what we call him. Yeah, that's his name. So who's Kenny Daly? Stage name. Oh, okay. That's yeah, it's his radio name. He has the stage name for being the manager of a radio station. <laughs> I liked when he called Roz when he walked in and he goes, hi, Fraser. Hi, hi, Rosalina. You think he thought that was her real name? He seems like the, a nickname guy. He's definitely a guy who gives a nickname. I don't know that that isn't her name. You think the real name of Roz is Rosalina? Why? Can't, why? That seems that's a real name. Why can't it be? Yeah, and also Roz is a kind of an unusual. Uh, Roz, that by no means sounds like a person's name. Well, the lady from Monsters Inc. Her name is Roz. Well, isn't that nice? So I really love when he kind of falls apart. Talk about how upset he is about his divorce, and Fraser says, "Have you considered seeing a professional once or twice a week?" I thought about it, but prostitutes are expensive. Do you think prostitutes would have helped him? Was that really all he might have needed? Are prostitutes expensive? No, that wasn't the question. The question is, is all Kenny needed was, uh, you know, a weekly dose of prostitution. Yeah, he probably could benefit. Yeah. I mean, he thinks so. It's kind of the way the episode, I mean, we'll talk about it, but that's kind of the way the episode concludes. He seems way better at the end of this. And we never see him break down again for the rest of the series, so. Yeah, he was cured for sure. <laughs> this I didn't like this opening scene because Fraser really felt like he was trying to be helpful and kind of seemed helpful in the in the opening opening round. This is not the Fraser of season ten and eleven that we we've come to know. Yeah, he's kind of a little helper guy this season. He was trying to help Julia. He was trying to help her, but we also uh, he was definitely trying to get laid at that point. Like even though he never explicitly said it and acted really confused when he got kissed. Look, he also just found out that uh, Kenny's single, so maybe. Maybe he's just doing the same thing. Maybe. As far as we can tell from the rest of the series, Kenny can do nothing for him. He doesn't know about the cousin yet, but Kenny, on his own merit, brings nothing to the table for Frazier. Makes no sense why he would be helping him. You can't even claim that, well, it's his boss, so he feels you know like he has to be nice to him or he has to offer help. But clearly nobody respects him as an authority figure. Like, Roz even says... He's not a real boss, and he agrees with her instantly. Can I say something that really upset me about the scene, though? You, you should. No, you actually, sh- no. This is not a. This is not the time or place for you to be sharing your opinions. Fine, about Fraser. No, all I was going to say, it's just a little sad for me that even Kenny can get a wife and I can't get a wife. That's that's like a little sad for me. I mean, he's older than you. You think so? That dude looked like he was like twenty five, twenty six to me. Sorry, what? Oh boy. 
Oh boy. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Buddy, you got you still got plenty of time to get divorced. Relax. Frazier has unzipped Kenny, who is now an emotional wreck. But time's up, so off he must go. Marty begrudgingly takes Kenny for a beer. Is this a normal thing that people go to other people's houses for uh, <laughs> psych- psychological advice? Only if it's your boss. In fairness, he doesn't have an office, yes. Yeah, but couldn't they go anywhere else besides their house? I don't know. What do you mean? You want them to redress uh, the furniture store again? They could have done it at the office, uh, you know, in a private room. What do you mean they could have done it at the office? What do you mean? Presumably, Kenny does have an office, like yeah. an actual door that closes. That, that is the worst place to do uh, a psychiatric breakdown or a dive into their mental state. I would hate for any coworkers to catch any wind of something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe do it at Kenny's house. I don't know. But this is Frazier, so obviously it has to be at the apartment. I, I do like that uh, Marty... Uh, gets trapped in the kitchen and I don't like this at all. This makes no sense. This isn't no canon. Sense. How could they how could Marty possibly have heard this? Oh, I see. He was in the kitchen. <laughs> You're saying that the soundproof kitchen, he would not have overhear any of the, the dialogue. He must have been glass cupping the wall or something. I have no idea how he possibly could have heard He that. just holds a glass cup to thin air in the barrier <laughs> between the kitchen and the... As far as I know, this is the first person to ever hear something going on in the living room from the kitchen. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's very fair. This is a, a huge plot hole that I had not considered. It's whole, we have to throw this whole episode out as making no sense. Maybe it's a dream episode. I don't know. I don't know. I did enjoy Frazier's... Well, well, old friend, we meet again. Talking about the Oedipus Complex. Thought that was lovely. Yeah, and then he, he starts talking about... Your deep-rooted feelings of castration are... Mm. Our time is up. <laughs> yeah, it was a very cliche psychological thing. Well, Kenny has cliche problems. He does. Which is, I think, fine. This kind of fits the character. He's kind of an everyman's idiot. I thought that was you, Ryan. I would absolutely tag along with Marty to get uh, life advice. Would you? You don't no, like No, I would never. I would never do this. I don't know what, like, what Kenny's hoping to gain out of this. I guess we should assume that Kenny has no friends, but, like, even if you have no friends, you're not, like, looking at 80-year-olds being like, hey, you trying to party tonight? I get the vibe that the support characters on this show thinks that Marty's cool. I think they all look up to Marty besides his own children. That's not where I thought you were going with this. I thought you were saying that the supporting characters literally have no one in their lives but the main characters. Well, that too. The, uh, I which is to technically nice. true. But that's ex- that's also how it plays, which is confusing for world building purposes. Going back a little bit, I do want to highlight uh, another great line, which was... For our next session, I want you to write a letter telling your father how you feel. Homework? You never said there was going to be any homework. Yes, that was great. I mean, he didn't. Even if he does the assignment that Frazier gives him, he is not going to really do it. He's going to, like, cheat. Yeah, I think you could have got a really funny bit out of his answers. I think that yeah. could have been a fun fun series of jokes, potentially. Oh, like seeing his self-reflection or whatever it ended up being. Yeah, and it being just horrible. Yeah. Very shallow reflection. The ramblings of a crazy person. Yeah, like... Just a list of objects that he sees around him. <laughs> Curtis, take note. We can do this with Brad in future episodes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would have been much easier than what we're going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wants to quit Fraser's therapy in favor of being Marty's full-time drinking buddy. Daphne and Niles decide to take up yoga. And we're at Nervosa! Hey, you can say it! You, you I cured can. your hips. Congratulations. I it! Nervosa for the win! Did you do a yoga session and then get harmony? Is that why you're suddenly calm, cool, and collected? Did you clear your chakras or whatever? Yeah, my chakras are never clear. You guys have seen my chakras. They're not usually clear. Yeah, but that's because you wear pants with holes in them, Brad. Uh, that's because I don't believe 
even underwear. But yes, <laughs> my chakras are, uh, I'm not the best chakra expert. Yeah, clearly. That sentence very much proved it. <laughs> Inner harmony after one lesson or your second lesson's free is a hell of a deal. That doesn't make any sense. For sure. I would agree. I don't care what's going on in your life. If you're like, I'm one yoga session away from being great. What are we, what? Or you can achieve it in like a two hour session. I have to assume it's two hours because otherwise what is happening? Hell of a We're going to meet the uh, yoga teacher later, but uh, I, I think from what we do see of him, it is entirely plausible that he is a bit of a huckster and doesn't actually know what he's doing, but he probably sensed uh, he needed to give the offer to get Niles to sign up, but also knew in- instinctively that Niles being the mark that he is was not going to admit he didn't achieve full enlightenment or whatever. Oh, correct. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. But it's a crane. Like, we we know that he spent way too much on these sessions. So, like, how do you even meet a yoga huckster? Oh, they're a dime a dozen, I bet. Can't be hard. But this is, the, this is the cranes. Like, their whole thing is that they go for prestigious experiences and stuff. This guy must have been recommended somewhere. By somebody that he got somebody else. Classic yoga scam. Yeah, you're, you're making it sound like uh, wealthy yeah. and connected people don't get gap. They get yeah. got. I don't know if they get get by yoga people, though. This would be news to me. I think 100%. I think that's actually very common. Yeah, they're getting all the time by health expert or people that think that they're going to clear them. They want an easy solution, so they find people like that. All right, audience, if you're rich and you've been gotten got by a yoga huckster, please let us know at uh, Reverse Psych Pod. Or by me, if I got gotcha. you. Yeah, if Brad could got you in any way, shape, or form, please let us know. I would love to know how that could even be remotely possible. Thank I've you. never seen Brad bend his knee, so if he has ever given anybody yoga <laughs> advice I, I would be very shocked <laughs> do you owe patient confidentiality if you're doing it for free for a buddy i don't feel like you do i think there has to be money there has to be paid for service i think to have confidentiality that's how i feel as well so, there's also almost certainly no paperwork being exchanged he's not signing we know, we know kenny would never do that paperwork <laughs> exactly. yeah that would have been the the only obstacle necessary to stop him from following through even morally though do you, do you feel like you owe that confidentiality i think morally you probably do Frazier doesn't really have any morals so i'm gonna tell you right now if anyone wants me to to dive into their psyche i will be sharing it with whoever i feel like i want okay. that on the record <laughs> yeah that's, you have put it on the record kazaa i'm glad it got added to the kazaa record <laughs> Frazier's brought some books and niles remarks freud Bettelheim, yeah jung <laughs> someone's playing with the big boys <laughs> He's really impressed that he's reading these really titans of of psychotherapy. But um, aren't Freud and Jung like very outdated and largely discredited? Like, are these really the? Is this the research he needs to be doing to be good at his job? I'm not sure it is. No, the, he. You're thinking of their main tracks. They've got like lesser known books that are very cutting edge. The D track. This is his picture book. Freud's. <laughs> <laughs> Freud released a series of poems. Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to break somebody through, you know. Frazier starts out being seemingly helpful and a real human in the first scene, but he's back to his Frazier ways when talking with Niles. Very braggadocious about how great a case he's lined up, even if it's for free and it's his boss. It's weird. I think it's weird that he's a little cagey about who he's working with. Like, why not say that it's Kenny? I feel like Niles would be equally jealous. Oh, see, I think it's Frazier trying to act like it's even cooler than it is. He's he's trying to add his own prestige to it by doing it like that. Definitely, yeah. If, if, if yeah. Niles thinks he has a mystery client, that is going to be way more more interesting and appealing than if he knows it's just his his loser boss you don't think niles would have loved to get his loser boss as a get no in fact i'm going back i'm going back to what you're saying earlier about the confidentiality 
I don't think he was expressing any moral judgment there. He was offering the confidentiality purely so he wouldn't have to reveal that his client's so lame. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that's kind of how I read it in the scene as well. But So we get some great nicknames. I mean, we said earlier that uh, Kenny is definitely a nickname guy, and that plays out in this scene. We get Party Hardy Marty and Sir Shots a lot. Yes. Love, love Sir Shots a lot. I also like the the Marty reveal that uh, Kenny doesn't hose liquor like you think he would. I think that's such a great line and almost for sure true as well. I like the Kenny reveal that he tries to take a shot as Sir Shots a lot and it's a shot of hot espresso and nearly kills himself. Like, yes. It's the worst choice. That was awesome. Yeah, loved it. Again, fits the character. Kenny's such a hat character and all that, but like he's he is fun to watch pretty much every scene like he's doing kind of the obvious dumb stupid thing but he's doing it well I, I quite like the actor he's just so happy he is very very jovial i do think you have to to give it up to the uh, brad what's the actor's name we should we should name drop him because he does he's a big I, part of this episode yes. maybe his big, biggest episode yeah and his he's name's great. his name's sir shots a lot don't be disrespectful <laughs> Yeah, his, his name is Tom McGowan. We're close. And what's he famous for? You have to do that bit. Oh, heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the dad. At the time of this recording, I just recently attended the wedding uh, of camp. Friends of the Ship. What? I thought you were going to say a fat camp. <laughs> well, l- let me tell you. So... I recently attended the wedding of uh, friends of the show, Hannah, and uh, my brother, Ethan, um, which they held at a, a an actual summer camp. There's some prestige here. It was the actual summer camp where they filmed the movie Heavyweight. What? That's awesome. Why didn't you tell us that before? Yeah. I didn't know until I got there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations to them and you for what a win. Hello, I get equal congratulations for their marriage. Yeah, you get to attend camp Heavyweights. It's pretty sweet. Was Ben Stiller there? That's or? what I was going to ask. He never left. That's the weird thing. You've seen him in movies since. Turns out they got a little cabin there with just green screen. Everything he's done since that movie has been inside that room just with green screen. Makes sense to me. No reason to question that whatsoever. Daphne is a natural at yoga, while Niles cannot straighten his leg or even his finger. I mean, is there anything to talk about other than how clearly bad the yoga teacher is yes how about who the yoga teacher is okay how about that it's alan cumming who's been in so many things name anything spy kids you're called thumb thumbs that's your first (laughs) that's always if if they're in spy kids that's always brad's first thing (laughs) (laughs) what's another thing he's been in and don't say spy kids too son of the mask the mask my mask where is it what what is what is the mask the jamie the, the jamie kennedy uh project he was also in Josie and the Pussycats. Lisa, it's me, Wally, white ass Wally. Ooh, some real winners. <laughs> yeah, no, he was okay. Now we can start saying the the normal things he was in, um, okay. like like the X Men movies. Even the voice. Uh. He's a pretty prolific actor. It's weird to to name yeah. those as like his main things. But I googled him because I also needed like a list from IMDb. And the first two results, like clearly the most popular things he's been in, uh, are Spy Kids and The Son of a Mask. Yeah, can I can I add one more classic? Well, Sp- Spy Kids, he's very prominent in. Son of the Mask is confusing. Here's another classic he was in: Snow Dogs. Show Dogs is Snow Dogs the one with uh, uh, Talking what? Dogs? No, that's not what I was thinking of at all. No. <laughs> I, I was thinking it was either a Nickelodeon movie or the one with. Uh, What's his, yeah, that's the one with What's-His-Face. Cuba Gooding Jr., right before his career ended. That's Snow Dog. Yeah, wait, what'd you say? No, that's Snow Dogs. 
No, Stow Dog. Stow Dogs is the second one. Oh, that is not a sequel. Yeah, I, I'm confirming. I because that sounded wrong. Snow Dogs with an S is the first movie. That there's not a there. There yeah, was that's the cute. That's the Cuba Gooding Junior. Sorry, yeah, that's not Cuba Gooding Senior. Oh, you're, right. in, you're right. He, he was in Spice World, guys. All right, we can we can move. We can we move, can move on. Past this. Uh, he's he's really creepily into. Um, Daphne. That's what I thought they were going to do with this scene, but they really didn't. Yeah, I thought for sure this was going to be a yeah. he's flirting with Daphne plot, but that doesn't come into it at all. I think the thing is, he's very creepy in general, so I think we all just kind of thought he was going in that direction, and instead he was just generically creepy. Well, I mean, it speaks to your idea that he's a huckster, Kurt, because he does kind of seem like someone playing a yoga instructor. Like, I could probably do what he did. Especially when his mom calls. <laughs> Especially when well, his mom calls. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, and then obviously that happens. But that is that was pretty funny. Watching him go back and forth with the voice and then uh, talking to his mom. Mm-hmm. The voice is great. I like the way he's got this very calm, very weird kind of ethereal voice when he's doing yoga. And then mom. I actually was annoyed with the voice up until the mom called. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is worth it then. He's British, though. And uh, I don't think this was the strongest attempt at a, an American accent. Do you want me to do my British accent? To, to go with it? My British I'd like accent? To hear, I'd like to hear your American accent. <laughs> That'd be nice. Can you do this, one? This is my American accent. I mm. sound like a generic person. I mean, it does sound mm. more American than your, your regular voice. It doesn't sound like a generic person, though. Because I can never be a generic person. Yeah. Marty thinks a suede jacket is the solution to all of Kenny's problems. Daphne strokes Niles' fragile yoga ego. Where are you guys at with suede jackets? Are they, like, the thing? I don't... It all depends if you can pull it off. I'm somebody that happens to be able to pull them off, so I like them. I guess I'm underappreciating suede life. I don't know. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it does feel very kind of nice and soft, so maybe that's... Maybe that's it. It's not so much that it looks that special, but that it's going to make women want to get close to you to touch you. can you both agree that I would look good in a suede jacket? I think I definitely think you should go suede. Look how quickly it worked for Kenny. Yeah, you could get mugged real quick. Get mugged so quick, buddy. Spoiler alert: We're not at that scene. Yeah, we're still at the. Uh, just Marty's just raving about his time in a suede jacket, and Fraser awkwardly listening in and trying to act like he wasn't listening in when he was getting his coffee. Did anything come of that? Or yeah, he he starts commenting on his father's advice to Kenny. It stokes the fire of Fraser not being happy with Marty. I did like. Niles, he goes, poor Kenny, when talking about the fact that Kenny was having a good time. (laughs) Yeah. When Niles and Daphne show up, Daphne is really laying it on thick about how good he is at yoga and how she's really not that. Like, she's going on and on about he's getting the spiritual side of it if he's not getting the physical side, really trying to make him feel better. And he sees right through it. Daphne's trying to build up my ego because she outperformed me at yoga. It's not a competition. You see? He's already mastered the teachings. Spiritually, you're way ahead of me. Stop it. Yes. This is another one where we'll kind of see how this pans out. But going forward, it doesn't make sense, like, why Daphne's being so sensitive. I feel like her character normally is the cut through the bullshit, like, Niles, stop acting like an idiot. It's just fucking yoga would be her normal approach. But in this one, she's being really... Well, this is the moment, Ryan. So you you would know this. So up until this point, she must have been very, very kind-hearted and sweet and and sugar-sweet everything. But... For, Niall said stop it and she she listens so oh, oh stop it going forward 
after episode after that. She is just a hard ass. She is very good at listening to orders. Yeah, I missed that. Okay, well, it's good. That, uh, maybe that is total show canon. That'd be amazing, actually. How about when she's in line? Roz like sneaks into the seat. Like, yeah, I did the, not see her. I did not see her enter. I did not. I saw her. I saw her enter, and I was like, they snuck her into the seat. At first, I wasn't sure she was going to talk. What'd she even do in the scene? I don't even remember. She leans over the counter to tell Niles, "Hey, I heard you suck at yoga or whatever." Oh, that's right. Which I mean, Daphne dunked on him in yoga. I don't know why we're not celebrating. I don't know why we're being so cagey, Daphne. Because nobody cares about a yoga competition. I mean, Niles does. I don't get why Daphne doesn't. Also, she clearly cares. She bragged to Roz. Was she bragging about how good she was, or was she dunking on her husband being so bad? Either way. Back at yoga, Niles is suddenly a master, and Daphne, shite. However, Niles has broken his body and is secretly rushed off to the hospital. I guess Daphne doesn't need to know that either. Yeah, really bad scene, really bad payoff. Oh, I disagree. Um, oh, I'm not a fan. For, for a couple of reasons. I love the line, ease yourself gently back towards discomfort. Like that, <laughs> right? Totally accurate version of yoga and a good line. Also, anytime I've ever done yoga, at the end of it, I feel like I'm completely broken. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand what Niles gets from lying. Like, he's just so proud. He needs to show that he's better than his wife, so he has to lie to her about how much pain he's in. The only thing I don't get is how he pulled off, like, assuming that it's canon that he really can't do these moves, how he did these moves, because that's not how your body works. You can't just push past and, and break yourself. Break yourself into a yoga pose. Yeah, I thought for sure he was doing more private tutoring on his own. That was yeah, that was gonna be the reveal. Yeah. But no, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make sense how he could suddenly be good at it. Unless Daphne is still trying to placate him and, and be nice to him, it doesn't make sense why she's suddenly not very good at it. Well he's not he's not good at it, right? He somehow breaks his body to finish a pose. Which makes no sense, but it's not that he's good at it, which is what it looks like. Right. Well, fair enough. But that he's able to break his body or not, achieve the pose. He couldn't even straighten his leg a scene yeah. ago. So <laughs> yeah, right. It is also weird that he knows the pose names and then can do them. That part is. That's why I really thought it, they were going the he got a second teacher route. But the guy, the guy makes some like weird reference to it because all yoga poses have crazy names. He says something, and now it's like, oh, you mean like this? Yeah. It's really yeah. bizarre. David I. Pierce is just so good at line delivery he's got such a cadence to him that's very funny when he kind of yells out to death you know what they say <laughs> quickly quickly <laughs> also weird that he can't just admit to Daphne that he's going That's to the hospital. I'm saying. I just don't get it. She's going to figure it out at some point. It's your wife. Just be honest with her. I mean, again, season 11, we, we know he's not going to be honest with her. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this is par for the course so far for Niall. At least it's on character. We get our first title card. McGinty's good food, good fun, bad security. Kenny is taking Trudy to KFC, while Frazier confronts his father for usurping his patient and demeaning his life's work. Kenny returns having been mugged. Yeah, we get less title cards, uh, cards, but there's not 48 different scenes. That's nice. You can't say, ner- you can say nervosa now, but you can't say chords. Chords. <laughs> <laughs> also, stupid title card. It doesn't really fit what happened in the scene. I think the bad security is a uh, reference to the mugging. Yeah, but the, the mugging happened, I think, in the parking lot, right? No, <laughs> off campus doesn't count. <laughs> I think so. All right. Yeah, the title cards don't matter. Anyway, the scene. Yeah, it was cool to be in a different place. We don't get to go to the bar that often. This is interesting, right? Because it is kind of the vibe Marty has given us throughout the show so far. But he doesn't respect Frazier. (laughs) Yeah, but it is another thing to explicitly say it and so, so intensely. Who, in your expert opinion, does need therapy? Well, Hitler. Hitler, yes. And that one with all the different personalities. Uh, 
Sybil. I'm sure a lot of people hold that view Marty has, right? To, to say the only people that need therapy are Sybil and Hitler is bananas, no well, matter no, who you are. So I, I don't think he's being sincere there. I think he understands and respects uh, psychiatry to a point. I think I'm he sorry, wait, is... Oh, 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 do you? Why do you assume that from this scene? I think that he was never suggesting that Kenny should, you know, that therapy was bad for him. I think he was just saying, like, you went a little too intense. Like, his big insight to Frazier is you needed to give therapy more than Kenny needed to get it, which kind of proves to be true. Like, Frazier admits that. And I don't think he is actually completely dismissive of psychiatry, although he obviously doesn't take it as seriously as Frazier. I think at that moment, he was annoyed with Frazier and lashing out. He was just being a jerk on purpose. I don't think there's any evidence, at least in this scene, and you could argue at the end of it, that I don't think there's any evidence that Marty respects psychiatry. I think he, he very clearly holds that old person stance where it's just like, you don't need it. Just go go out. Go out and be a person. No one needs Total. psychiatry. Yeah, he calls him mumbo jumbo, which I genuinely believe he feels that way. It'd be one thing if this was a reaction to a random therapist, but this is in reaction to Frazier. I, I think this is, I think he's calling Frazier mumbo jumbo, not psychiatry. What about you, Brad? Where did you break the tie? I agree with both of you in a weird way. Nope, you gotta I, pick one. You have to I, pick one of us. Let me, let well, me you, you, can, you can give your full context and nuance, yeah. but then one of us has to win. Yeah, Agreed. no, I think that's fair. I think at the end of the day, Curtis is right that he was saying Frazier is wrong. But I think that his opinion of psychology is that it is a waste of time, it is hokum, and it is not a science. So I'm going to agree with Ryan Tremaine Sansoda, this one. <laughs> Not my middle name, but <laughs> suck it, Kurt. I do agree that his his analysis that Frazier needed to give the therapy more than what's-his-face needed it, that is true. Correct. Yes. yes. Uh, and I think that was fair and a good and a good call-out by Marty, but I don't think he has any respect for the whole profession or institution. Okay. I did think this was going to be the episode where we got the reveal that Frazier was going back into practice. Well, so, you know, that's, that's an interesting point. I, I also was convinced they just weren't ever going to set it up it was just going to be he shows up at a furniture store looking for a couch but i will say in in defense of my stance on marty if he really had no respect for the profession you know would he be so sympathetic to kind of pushing fraser back towards private practice like he he kind of he's the one setting him up i 100 percent disagree with you curtis i think he was doing it because he actually cares about his son that's why he was going along with it because he wanted his son to be happy not because oh, of I psychology think, oh i, I don't think he cares wanted... about his son at all i think you want to get fraser out of the house <laughs> yeah well actually that is the best read i've heard so well done ryan <laughs> There is, a, there is a weird minor reveal that Daphne has an old room, uh, which, I mean, we know she lives with Niles now, but I... We I don't we don't see Daphne's old room go to go to use in the rest of the series, so that's interesting. I want to say it was it was used in another episode. I I, I have a, a weird memory of them referencing it or going into it, but I can't remember what it would have been. I don't I don't think so. We have not gone into Daphne's room yet. We have not gone into Daphne's room yet. <laughs> I repeat. Okay. Are you clicking your heels while you say that? <laughs> we, have, we have not gone into Daphne's room. <laughs> Are you trying, you trying to get into Daphne's room? <laughs> we, have not, we have not gone into the room that is assigned to Daphne. All right. <laughs> Frazier plays with that with Marty putting on his suede jacket. It no longer fits. This is one of my least favorite scrambled egg scenes. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, eh. 
Yeah, someone else will talk about it. <laughs> At this point, I, I don't know. Like, is it a joke? Are we? Is, are we supposed to chuckle? Or are we supposed to be like, "Oh, there's Marty in his prime"? Like, I don't know what we're supposed to do with it. No, and also, why? Did, why does he only button one button? I think the joke is supposed to be that he's so proud of his suede jacket, even though it doesn't fit anymore. That's fine. Leave it unbuttoned. The one but the the top button looks horrible. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad scene. We don't need to say more, do we? Nope. I, I could not come up with a single other point. I can't believe we talked about this long, to be honest. <laughs> Brad, what did you think? Was this a good episode of Frasier? I am not a fan of this episode. I thought it was kind of stupid. None of the jokes really played up, paid off. Uh, the yoga bit was really dumb to me. I just was not a fan. Um, and you know, we all know I have a very confusing slash high standard grading system so i'm gonna give this score a this episode a, a solid score of a c minus you didn't like it c minus <laughs> correct for me i struggled with this one i kept trying to rank it a little bit higher and then a little bit lower i i wound up pretty low 20 out of 31 it's just so very even keeled i i it didn't have very high highs and it didn't have very low lows which is why i was kind of struggling with where to put it but ultimately i i'll take the high highs and the low lows of some of the episodes over this kind of just straightforward one. So how about you, Ryan? I came out of this one thinking I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good, but as we talked through it, it's like, yeah, I guess really there wasn't too much to hang your hat on. This was kind of a mid-season drag episode, isn't it? So I think I would give it a five. This is flat five, which is on my lower end, but you know. If I go back through, I'd probably lower a couple episodes. Yeah. It, it, it definitely doesn't have the big punch at any point. No. And there are some funny lines. Like the, the prostitute line, I was laugh out loud. Like like my boyfriend actually asked me what I thought of the episode because he knew I'd watched it. And I said, it was it was okay. And he was like, really? You, you laughed really hard. And I was like, yeah, there's this one line. Other than that, not that great. I think that's doing it a little disjustice, but it, it felt better than like the review. It doesn't hold up well to the review, but the episode felt fine from a flow and I thought joke standpoint. Yeah. You also you also famously hate yoga though. Well, you're about to find out just how much I hate yoga. <laughs> oh yeah. Now for a new segment, Yoga Bear. Oh, that's such a bad name. Yoga features prominently in this episode. Gay men who are fat and hairy are often oh, referred God. to as bears. Oh, in great. this segment, I will give you the name of some yoga poses. Or they might be the names of sex positions for gay men. You will have to tell the difference. Okay. This is not the this is not where we thought this uh, segment <laughs> was gonna go. It is interesting because yoga, like, yeah, if you're it's vaguely sexual, right? Like when you're doing yoga poses, you're kind of like thrusting your body in weird ways. So it's not that big a stretch if you're just like, oh, two people around doing yoga at once suddenly they're gay sexing like i think that makes sense well that that is true and i will say that i cannot guarantee that there isn't overlap in some of these names i just know yeah. that i looked up yoga names and i looked up these other names of of sex positions and i picked the ones that i thought were funniest so i think that's that's helpful context uh the first one is bound angle is that yoga or bear that sounds yoga right that sounds very yeah angle makes me think it's yoga bound Correct. though oh, okay oh i'm sorry <laughs> I thought you thought yeah, no, no, we'll take it. Also known as the cobbler's pose, you're sitting with your feet touching each other. We'll have to see how the gay ones are because that one was incredibly boring, the description. How about the upward salute? That's a gay one. Do you think that's a gay one, Ryan? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, uh, you know, I, if you're I don't wrong, know what it would be. 
if I you're guess. wrong, our fighting's going to be really intense. So I'll agree with you on this one. Do you, do you want me and Brad to guess what it is? If you want, sure. It's one person <laughs> looking, looking up and saluting the dick. Um, no, I, 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 see, I thought it was just your di- your dick saluting others. What what makes the upward part? I, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's why well, you know I can, I, can, I, I can't tell you what the dick is doing because this is a yoga pose. Fuck oh. you, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> it is the foundation pose for all standing poses. Basically, you're just standing with your arms stretched above your head. So I was right. Next Next up, the cliff diver. I'm going to let you go first, Brad. Uh, this one, I feel like, is a gay sex pose. I'm not hearing, where's cliff come into place? I think we can all figure out dive, but where's cliff coming into play? I don't know, the rim of the anus? I don't know. I'm a spit pick. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll go rim of the anus cliff diving, Kurt. Gay sex, okay, so, buddy. So, so bear? I'm sorry, we're, are we saying we're saying bear or yoga? We're supposed to say bear, bear. or yoga? Bear, bear or yoga, yes. I, okay. I, I think I missed that instruction. I'm going to yeah. go bear. Bear. All of this stems from a pun on Yogi Yogi Bear. Cliff Diver is where one partner puts all fours on the ground and then wraps their legs around the other partner from behind. Peacock. Uh, <laughs> oh, peacock. I feel like peacock's yoga. I feel like a lot of animals are yoga. That's true. I, do, I think you're probably right there, but okay. Yeah, I think my, I would have said gay. But here we go. Let's go. I'm good with it. Your, your description is correct. They like to do the animal stuff for yoga. Okay. Well, you are correct. This is a yoga pose. Arms are on the mat and the legs are lifted into the air. It actually it looks really hard. Standing forward bend. I think that's just a bend. So I think that's yoga. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're wrong and it's not yoga, that's really boring. So I'll just go with <laughs> A horrible sex position name, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'll agree with you on this one. Well, this may be one of the first postures that new yoga people learn. It is also one of the most misinterpreted and misunderstood. Because it's supposed to be a gay sex position. Exactly. <laughs> You're standing bent over with the face at the knees. Next up, back it in. Yeah, clearly gay. That's clearly a gay sex thing. Yep, yep. I'm going to go with Ryan on this one. There's obviously no question. One partner is in a chair <laughs> with the knee at their chest, and the bottom creates all the thrust. Okay. Thank you for that detail. Next up is knee up, keep it up. Oh, this feels like it could go either way. It does. I'm leaning towards yoga, but I could be swayed in either direction. I don't. Yoga, they don't do like sentences. So I'm going to say this is gay sex. All right, I'll go with you. All right. You've got one partner laying on a couch while the other partner pushes their legs back. Uh, I can fly. Yeah, I still am saying this is this is sounding mantra-y, so I'm going to say this is a gay sex pose. Yeah, I'll go with it. Again, they're not like sentences usually in the yoga world. You guys know more about yoga than I was hoping. One partner elongated on a chair, the other on top, leaning back and being held by the wrists. Did not see a chair coming into play. A surprising number of these have chairs. Oh. Okay. The more you know. How about legs up the wall? I feel like that's yoga, Ryan. I agree with you. I don't know if this is Curtis naming it poorly. He's just like yeah. looking at a picture, but I agree. Like I think I've seen people do that in yoga. Yeah. But it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like the name of a yoga pose. Let's go with yoga. This is where in yoga you lie down against the wall with your feet up the wall. All right. Definitely a different how, name for it. How about easy? Okay. Yeah. No, you know what? I feel like easy pose is a thing. I've done yoga there's no, not a single pose is easy Fine. the most basic thing is impossible for me we'll go gay in many yogic traditions the main purpose uh, of the easy pose is to drop into a meditative state this is basically crisscross applesauce oh okay i don't know why i let ryan win these arguments 
Rockin' in the rocking chair. Uh, so this is where one partner is laying back with the knees at the chest. The other partner is backward between the legs. So no actual chair involved. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I think the first partner is the rocking chair. I assumed that because you told us a lot involved chairs that this one was gay because of the chair bit. But then it turns out that it's a fake chair. Seesaw. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first thought is bear. Seesaw indicates two people for one thing. I don't know what it could possibly mean yoga wise like do you have your hands on the ground and you're just like kicking your legs up like a like an <laughs> insane person i have no idea what else it could mean gotta be bare this gay sex position requires the giving partner to be in shape so oh also a chair is required uh, uh one nice, partner is on the nice. ground with the calves up on the chair the other straddles the legs all right i'm not really sure i get the seesaw vibe but okay well i'm doing a terrible job of describing what you're doing because i'm trying to be as as little graphic as possible you're trying to keep the the gay sex bit pg-13 PG? Where, where yeah. are we going with this? Yeah. I really want this to be a family yeah. show. Don't worry. Middle um, America's going to love it no matter what. Well, how about squatter's rights? That's got to be bear, right? Bear, bear. No question. This is the most obvious one so far. <laughs> one partner lies flat on their back while the other squats and hovers just over their partner's face. Oh, no. And then what? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that one didn't make it through the sensor I got you and finally reverse tabletop you know you hear reverse and you immediately think sex position but correct I think this might be yoga. Yoga with you on yoga. Let's let's end it with some yoga. Feet and hands on the ground with the belly button facing up. This is a gay sex position. No, oh, I'm kidding. This is yoga. Oh, it's yoga. Oh. You should have done at least one of those flipped. Well, uh, I got to tell you, you missed two. Oh, well. Very good at discerning gay sex positions from yoga. So pat on the back. Fi- finally, me and Ryan have some skills. I feel good about that. I've done enough yoga. I can pat myself on the back. I brought this up to my boyfriend. Would this be a good idea for a bit? And. And I, I said, well, there's like cliff diver. And I was trying to see if he would think that gay sex position could be mistaken for yoga. And he was like, is it yoga? And I was like, no, no, I already, I thought I already told you these are gay sex positions. Cliff <laughs> divers. I think that was, I think that was the hardest one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did not realize when I was testing it that I was testing the, 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 the hardest one. And uh, the rest proved far too easy. Right, well, okay. you know, next. Sometimes you're going to get games like this where it's a little too straightforward. This one was pretty gay, but I think we're going to see this one again. Maybe season nine, season eight. You think we're going to return to gay sex positions? We're going to return to the yoga mat. I don't I don't know what's going to be accompanying it. Can I do my yep. uh, the segment I pitched? Mm-hmm. Well, so, so we see that Kenny's immediately successful talking to a girl with a suede jacket, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like Brad should start rocking a suede jacket just to see how it feels. You know, see how many girls he picks up immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to name this segment? It's called Persuade Me. <laughs> so here, here's my pitch to you, Brad. Oh, okay, we yeah, get, sure. We get you a suede jacket. Uh-huh. We, you're, you live in Baltimore right now. We're going to get you a flight from LaGuardia direct to Hawaii, okay? What? Wait, wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if he lived in Baltimore, why are you going through LaGuardia? I don't think there's a direct flight from Baltimore to Hawaii. I could be wrong, but uh, you have, sure we will pay for the flight to Hawaii, but you have to get yourself to New York first. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty close. You'll be all right. Definitely direct flights from BWI to Hawaii, but, but 
keep going. All you have to do, you just, I mean, pack your bags normal, but your carry on, this is important, 100 beers, okay? 100 beers, you're knocking them back. You have to finish the whole 100 beers on the flight from New York to Hawaii, right? Is this a sunny episode? What are we doing? <laughs> this is very close. This is very close, right? So yeah, you, let him keep going. You want him to beat Wade Boggs. He's a ghost of Wade Boggs. I'm not a ghost, Charlie. You're just hallucinating. You've had over 30 beers, dude. Well, so you don't make any call. You just, you just knock down these beers. You're very cool about it. You're walking off the plane. Some fucking nerd. Super into Reddit. He's just like, guys. Why am I there? Dude, Kurt's like, guys, dude in a suede jacket just knocked down 100 beers. Suede Boggs was on my flight, all right? Wow. You enjoy, wait, you enjoy Hawaii for like two weeks. Let that meme kind of develop, get super famous. <laughs> guess guess what? On the flight back from Hawaii to New York, another 100 beers. Knock it down. Now the legend of Suede Boggs is developed. You become a household name. Girls are clinging to your suede jacket before you even leave the airport of New York. You are suddenly a household name legend. Thoughts? Okay, so many comments. Number one, Curtis, thank you for creating your own segment. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, did you just call LaGuardia the airport of New York? Yeah, isn't it? I don't think, I I, I don't know. I don't think it's ever been described as the airport of New York. Um, It is an (laughs) airport of New York. Thank you. I like, I like, obviously we're going to have a logistics problem with this. I tell you to drink 200 beers, you're just like, that's not New York's airport. <laughs> um, number two, besides you know your logistical mistakes, the rest sounds perfect. The wind box stuff. Well, I actually two questions. Yeah. Can I can I pick the beer? Could I have a rum and coke, please? It's a beer drinking contest. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think you have to go particularly aggressive here. It could be a three-two beer, probably. Okay. Someone's going to get excited that you're drinking a hundred beers on their plate. Yeah, They're not going to okay. be too wrapped up in what the percentage is or whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. We can do you one better, Brad. We don't have to get you off a seat on the flight. We can just install you in the bathroom because you <laughs> pee so often when you don't drink that much. But you are going to just be nonstop peeing on this flight. That might hurt the legend a little bit. You're going to have to kind of, you probably get like two bathroom sessions max. Whoa. That's impossible. Two each way. Impossible. You, four total. Impossible. I go two an hour. What's the least you could pull off here? Two an hour. Okay. So I don't know how long the flight is. We're saying maybe. Maybe eight. I think it's. I think it's an eight-hour flight. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. Can you can you cut it down to five? I think we could really work with five each way. Uh, can I get seven, Kurt? You're negotiating down on <laughs> P breaks. This is where you draw the line. I th- it's gonna hurt the legend if they're like he drank hundred beers, but he went to the bathroom twelve times. Like it's. I'm sorry. I'm a, sorry. You think anybody is gonna be like he's on a flight for eight hours in eight hours drinking a hundred beers? That's an insane amount of alcohol to consume. He's dead before he lands, first of all. But even, <laughs> even if that's not the case, even if he survives and, and fulfills the the prophecy or whatever. Prophecy? What? Nobody's going to be like, oh, asterisk, he peed. He did peas. He didn't keep all that liquid in. I think it's probably fine on the way down. The first nerds just be like, holy shit, I just saw something crazy. And like that develops legend. I'm worried about on the trip back. I can make it fun. I can't. Cannot wait for this. I can drink like seven beers while I'm peeing. I say, you've heard his monologues while he's yeah. peeing. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Why do you think drinking seven beers while peeing is makes it fun? I can make it entertaining. People might want to watch. To who? To whom? People might want to watch me pee and drink at the same time. You're, so you're not close 
closing the bathroom door of the I airplane? Can, I can sell tickets to make some money. What are you talking? What do you mean you can sell? T- no, you have to be a cool customer for this. Both both ways. Yeah, cool people make money. Yeah, but they don't leave the door open to the bathroom. If if someone's paying them to do what they do, name one cool person who's left the door open to the bathroom in any context. Uh, you know what? We'll save that for the next episode. I'll let you know. All right, Kurt. He'll let us know. I guess part of persuade me is not just persuading Brad to to do this, but I think we've got to persuade Brad who he should pick. And Brad, I've got a pitch for you to, to buy a suede jacket. Oh, nice. So Brad's already asleep. So what I, what I think Brad's, you should Brad do... Brad was more engaged in mine than I expected, to be fair. Way more engaged. Brad, I think what you should do, you get a suede jacket. But you don't just get a suede jacket. You get seven suede jackets. You've got a suede jacket for every single day of the week. I'm not going to lie. I, I like where this is going. When you go out on the town, as you do, when you paint the town red, you're going to be at a bar, okay? And you're going to be in your Monday jacket. A girl's going to come up to you. She's going to want to touch it. She's going to want to get to know the man in the jacket, right? And she's going to ask about it. And you're going to say, oh, yeah, this is just my Monday. My Monday suede. And real, real chill like. My, my Monday suede? That's pretty chill. I'm intrigued, at least. Here's the best part. She's going to be like, what What do you mean? And you're like, it's my Monday suede. This is my Monday suede. And she's like, Monday? It's Saturday night, man. Like, we're, it is Saturday. Because <laughs> it'll be Saturday night. I mean, but yeah, sometimes I wear my Saturday on my, I wear my Monday on my Saturdays. Is the plot of this that Brad gets confused on days of the week? Or is the plot that... It- He's creating intrigue because he's just being a, a wild card. Nobody wants a wild card, okay? It doesn't make any sense. We don't want a maniac in our group, but there's no benefit to it. Oh, it's the intrigue. Yeah, she's going to know this guy. So he's he's doing this, this on game purpose. Game. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So I guess I looked at it very differently than you. I, I guess I'm a little confused. Who said that, like, your Monday suede you have to wear on Monday? Well, that's I guess he's already on board. He's already. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. It's, it's I know Brad well thing. enough. I know that if yeah. I if I assigned him a day of the week for the suede, there's no way he's keep track of that. There's no way he would he would honor that. He's gonna wear his his Monday suede no. any day he feels but, like. I guess my whole thing is why do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Why do they have to be connected to the days of the week? Why oh, couldn't? I'm mo- sorry. Why couldn't? I'm sorry. Why <laughs> what are you talking about? No, just have to just be hear me out. To the days. What do you think is happening right now? Hear me out. Why can't Monday be a color? Why can't Tuesday be a color? Like why can't, why can't, they... why can't Thursday be a frog? What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why you're asking what the fuck he's talking about. You've clearly stepped into the mind of Bradley Kirkston yeah. when you pitched this. You clearly had him pegged dead on. I don't understand what either of you two are talking about, but you clearly are you spoke his language for a minute. Thank now you. no no one knows what's happening now. Brad, you really gotta don't do that out in public, please. Brad, who persuade you? Oh, well, nice. I, this segment's great. Obviously, we're going to continue to do this. I want, wait, I want to hear, before before you give your answer, did he have to commit to buying seven suedes? Why Why can't he just do his weird thing saying, this is my Monday suede, but he only has one no, suede? No, 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 no. I have to commit. He has yeah, to have I, legitimately seven. And he will know, which is what? He's not going to, he's not just going to name on Monday. Like Monday or Tuesday. Like he doesn't have the Tuesday on. He's going to know it's the Tuesday. There's not going to be any question that it's the Tuesday. He's not going to be mixed up. He's not going to confuse which is which. But here's the other thing. He's not buying different colors or different brands. They're, oh. He's getting seven. He's going to go on Amazon and change the quantity to seven. He's getting seven of the exact same suede. 
but there's still going to be a Monday through Sunday. I think I think this is where you lost them. I think you if you'd have gone seven different colored suede, Brad's totally in. I, I mean, I think I can make this one work because I can say like the stitching's different on each one, even though they're exactly no, the same. Just said that they aren't. What do you mean? He's saying what he can say. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter what they are. I can. It's just true. Oh, you're saying you you somehow get the girl over. She yeah, sees yeah, your yeah. six. She sees the six other suede's. <laughs> She's coming over. She the minute he says. It's my Monday suede. She's in. Like, that's, that's enough mystery. But once she gets there and, and sees his closet and sees all the other, the other six suedes and they're the same, she's going to be, uh, she's not going to be able to control herself. She's going to be all over you. When Brad explains that the stitching's slightly different, what do you think happens? I am not your little pinup girl for you to talk. You're even if she doesn't ask, even if she's like, let's get in bed. Let's get in bed right now. He's like, no, you don't understand. There's seven different suede jackets. And she'd be like, they're, they're not. I don't think the stitching angle's good, actually. I don't think you should highlight the stitching. Because if you just say these are different, they're distinct. That's my Monday. That's my Tuesday. That's my Wednesday. She's going to be like, this guy is wild. Wild card, bitches! And I don't know okay. what to do with him. But I- if you bring up stitching, she's going she's gonna to be like, this guy's going to... Where my skin is a, is a mask. I, I only have a couple minutes left, so I'm just going to answer this so we can move on. <laughs> but my favorite segment all year. What do you mean? Even though both plan was great, I think I even got so confused towards the end on Curtis's plan. He's listening. He's not understanding. Wow. So I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ryan. Your plan because I'm on Team Brian today and not Team Curtis. Yeah, he doesn't even like get us, man. Did you call me? T- did you say Team Brian? Uh, Ryan with an R. Okay. Wait, you're Ryan with an R. <laughs> I'm Ryan with an R. Yeah. I've been saying I'm... Ryan this whole time. Oh, next oh. two of you. <laughs> Ryan, I need to tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode. It's season ten, episode sixteen. Fraternal twins. Yeah, I thought this was a stupid one. This is too easy. Obviously, Niles gets deeply ingrained into a bicycle club cult and almost gets initiated before Frazier saves him. Easy peasy. Do you think Frazier's going to save him? I do. I think it might be an accident. Do you think Frazier's going to get sucked in a little bit too first? No, Frazier's going to see right through it because he doesn't do physical activity other than, I think, squash. Yeah, I, I disagree with you. I don't think that's going to be. I think it's going to be a very Roz-heavy episode. We'll see. You've seen it. <laughs> yes. We went over to today how recently you've seen it maybe roz changed her name to schwinn maybe that's the whole thing do we know her name isn't rosalina schwinn it's rosa schwinn oh rosa schwinn actually kind of got a good ring to it it sounds like a batman character rosa schwinn i'm rosa schwinn sorry that was my bane impression which doesn't make sense but (laughs) rosa goes this guy all right well we'll find out next week if that's what happens thanks to kevin mcleod for theme music thank you for listening probably best if you're not going to engage with us on the tiktoks the instas and uh if you want to reverse psych pod uh you can meet Email us at reversepsychpod at gmail.com, but you know, don't. For myself, for Ryan, for Brad, Curtis has arrived with cheese. Should I just go back to always doing good morning someplace? I hate you. Oh, we never know what you're saying at the end. I kind of like it. I kind of <laughs> like that I never know what you're saying. There's a wild card element to it. I don't know what the yeah, fuck's Yeah, I keep it going. I think at some point you, you're you're reversing the title of the episode, right? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm reversing the last thing Frazier says in the song. Oh, what? What song? He, he, it, <laughs> the Toss Talented Scrambled Egg song. Sometimes it ends with good evening, Seattle 
girl, I love you. And sometimes it ends with other things. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have been trying to do a version of whatever he says that episode, but I think it's gotten out of hand. I like it because you put so much effort into it and Ryan and I don't even understand what it is. So I say keep on going. There's going to be at least one person who starts listening to this show and he's <laughs> just like, this is fucking brilliant. These guys know exactly what they're doing. And then he's going to hear this and be like, okay, one guy knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So let's keep it going. Okay. Well, did you ever explain this to us? Should I have known that? <laughs> this is not the first time has, I've explained it. He has explained it to us, and I still don't 100 understand. You change I'm it up gonna, every I'm, time. There's no way that it's changed every time. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the whole point. Um, now you got to start listening to the song. I'm not going to do that. I've, oh. Apparently, if he's explained it to us before, I'm definitely not going to. I you know th- bad. Sometimes I get to the end of the episode and I forget to listen for what he says, yeah. so I have to go and go open the episode back up so I can hear what he says. I I, if I remember, which I probably won't, I'll try to listen to the next one and try to guess what you're going to say. If I wasn't actively laughing at it, I would have already forgotten this was a thing. 